You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Say it with me. USA. 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 Welcome into Crunch Time. Coming to you live from St. Martinville Senior High School as it is quarterfinal high school football tonight. Southside taking on Zachary. Kickoff is set for 7 o'clock. Pre-game show is at 6.45 on Mustang 107.1 as myself and Monty Hanks will be on the call in that one. Back at Delta Media is my main man, Mr. James Mesh. James, buddy, how are you? Alone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... That's one way to describe it. Look, man, I, I did everything I could. I uh, just, I mean, there, there comes a point in, in, a, in a young man's life that he just has to fly. And I, I'm letting you fly. That's what I'm doing. So, You trying to be my mother bird or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, more, more like a father figure, but, you know. what? No, that's, what, not, that's not it. No, that's no, not it. That's not it. He, he said that's incorrect. Um, so look, let, let, let's talk. Let's talk the top story. The United States leveled to a nil-nil draw with England. How massive is that for the Americans? It's huge. I we talked about it before before the Thanksgiving break. I said I felt really good about that U.S. defense. I thought they could hold them hold England to nearly scoreless or only give up a goal. What'd they do? They gave up none. They stood strong the whole and, time. And you know, you, you look at it and honestly, if you're the men's national team, you're probably a little frustrated with, with, with the way the game ended because you had many chances to put a ball in the back of the net. And a win in this game would have been, I mean, I don't know that you could put into words how big a win over England would have been in this match because you beat England, you instantly would have jumped to first in the group. And a win over England probably would have advanced you to... The um, the the knockout stages. So I mean, absolutely, you know, obviously a win would have been even bigger. But but the draw only limiting England to one point while taking a point yourself is huge because now you're in the driver's seat. You you expect England to beat Wales, um, but it doesn't really matter if they do anymore. Here's the thing: you beat Iran on Tuesday, and you're in. And, you know, uh, I'll give credit to the Iranians. I, I think they've been pretty good. But, you know, that, that I, I just think that the the Americans are going to come into that game, you know, on fire, motivated, confident. And, and I, I think the, the red, white, and blue runs away with that one. Um, which, again, would be huge because then you move into the knockout stages. And considering they didn't make the World Cup last year, or 2018, excuse me, to get to the knockout stages here would just be 
you know, a, an insane turn of events for the United States men's national team. But once again, a nil-nil draw for the Americans against England. Throughout today's show, we're going to talk about the NFL. We're going to talk about college football. We're going to talk about high school football and so much more. If you want to get involved on the game hotline, it's 337-706-0111. And in Acadiana, you can watch us on the simulcast stadium 32.3 and channel 133 on LUS Fiber. All right, James, I got to ask, you've been outside today because uh, you don't live in a hole. Um, I was outside for like total of 30 seconds, but yeah. I mean, that, that's fair, but you were you were still outside. <coughs> um, the weather today. Kind of gloomy. Is, is it conducive for high school football? I think you can work with it. it, it it's gloomy. It's a little chilly. I was talking with... Craig earlier because he came he came by the studio for a little bit and he talked about how for the Vermilion Parish game of the week he's worried that there might be a lightning delay and he's worried about there being rain and since they play on grass yeah that could that could throw a wrench in something that'll throw a little monkey wrench into that game yeah you know that that that's one thing that I'm I'm thankful that that Southside has played their home games on, on turf. Because as, as long as there's no lightning, I mean, you're good to go. You can play in a torrential downpour. But, you know, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the hourly forecast. It's looking in the next hour or so that some rain's going to ramp up over here in St. Martinville. So I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. You know, looking at the matchup between Southside and Zachary, to, to be honest, rain might be a good thing for the Sharks. Because, you know, when you run the, when you run the ball as much as Southside does, the the rain isn't as much of a obviously the ball's going to be wet but rain doesn't factor into the ground game as much as it does the passing game and you and I talked about this earlier and, and throughout the week Zachary likes to throw the ball granted it's short passes but they still throw the ball more than they run it and so very interested to see how if it does start raining over here in St. Martinville how that maybe levels the playing field a little bit between Southside and Zachary, that is a 4-5 matchup in the non-select Division One bracket. A couple other matchups to look at from the area tonight. You know, you've got St. Thomas Moore playing Madison Prep. You've got Karen Crow traveling to Warren Easton. North Vermilion hosting West Feliciana. Bro Bridge playing North DeSoto. You go a little bit further down. Catholic High of Baton Rouge and Edna Carr will be a great matchup in that grouping. Notre Dame playing Episcopal and Opelousas Catholic and Ascension Catholic. James, you know, we're, we're getting down to the point where you, you've got eight teams left in, in each bracket, so you're going to see the, the best of the best going forward. You know, talk about... Let's talk a little bit about the, the teams that are still in it from our family of stations and the the chances that they may have to uh, to move forward tonight. Yeah, so I mean, this is going to be a good one for sure when it comes to STM. I think Mass and Prep is definitely a really good program. I'm expecting this one to be really close. Uh, looking at Karen Crow, man, 
Having to go to Warren Easton, that's going to be really tough for the Bears. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough, and, and Warren Easton is just always such a massive program. They're always talented. They always compete for a state title. I mean, they're just they're one of those teams that it's just it's really hard to slow them down. They're well coached. They they went ten and one this season. You know, I, I, there's just any time you play in the in the New Orleans district where you're playing, you know, Catholic of Baton Rouge, Edna Carr, Booker T. Washington, John Errett, Carver, Madison Prep. McDonough 35, you know, so on and so forth. I mean, you are just, you're battle-tested, right? And their one loss this season was, you know, we, we've talked about this group a lot being the, the team that has given a lot of our teams their one loss. Catholic of Baton Rouge. Yeah, they, they popped up a few times. They lost to Catholic of Baton Rouge 43-34. to 34. They beat Rustin who is the number one team in the non-select bracket, by the way. Um, they beat Booker T. Washington, John Errett, Frederick Douglass. They beat Madison Prep. They beat McDonough 35. And then in the first round of the playoffs last week, or their first game of the playoffs, should I say, they took down Captain Shreve 48-7. to So the Eagles are red hot coming in. And, you know, good good Karen Crow team. Not going to say that they're not good. Um, I just I think they might be a little young. This year, um, they're, they're, they've got some key players that are, you know, freshmen and sophomores that are already making an impact for them. So I think that bodes well for their future. However, tonight, uh, I think for the Bears, this may be the end of the road uh, against Warren Easton. Yeah, and then we're also looking at, you had talked about Southside, but also looking at the St. Landry Parish game of the week. They've only got one team left. Yeah. And it is Opelousas Catholic. Catholic. And they're going to be taking on Ascension Catholic. Yeah, that'll be a good game. Uh, Ascension Catholic's always talented. And, you know, that's also a tough division, a tough bracket with, you know, Washita Christian, Vermilion Catholic, Southern Lab, talked about OC. You know, that that's going to be a, a good game. And, you know, if Opelousas Catholic can get past Ascension Catholic, who knows? They, they might be able to make a run at a state title. Uh, here in 2022, another big game in the area. I know that we we don't cover this one on our family of stations, but how about Archbishop Shaw and Turlings? We talked to we talked to Dane Chaponche earlier on the on the Jordy Holberg show, and from you know from talking to him, it seems like his group is really excited to take on what's usually a pretty good Archbishop Shaw team. So you know, definitely intrigued to see how some of those matchups play out let's run through the games that are going to play on our stations where you can hear them where you can find them all that good stuff zachary and Southside, you can catch it on mustang 107.1 like i mentioned earlier myself and monty hanks will be on the call beginning at 6 45 the vermilion Parish game of the week is north vermilion at west feliciana or excuse me west feliciana at north vermilion uh kickoff in that one is set for seven as well and you can catch that on 106.3 Radio Lafayette. The STM Cougars hosting Madison Prep. You can catch that one right here on the game, 103.7 Lafayette. Karen Crow traveling to Warren Easton. You can catch Ben Love and Blaine Viator on Z1059. And then the St. Landry Parish game of the week, Opelousas Catholic and Ascension Catholic. You can catch that one on News Talk 98.5 with our guys RP3 
and Mr. Chad Jones. Let's give you the guest rundown for today's show at 4.30. Corey Diaz of the Daily Advertiser will join us, and we'll do a preview from the Cajuns' perspective as they travel to take on Texas State. And then at 5 o'clock, it is a Friday, whether it is a holiday Friday or not. It is a Friday, which means Jake's takes with our guy Jake Crane, the host of Crane & Company, will get his thoughts on the slate of college games on the weekend and the pro games as well. And we'll even dive in a little bit more to the U.S.-England game. 337-706-0111 is the number to call for the game hotline. And here in Acadiana, once again, you can watch us on the simulcast, Stadium 32.3 and Channel 133 on LUS Fiber. It is the Christmas comes early sweepstakes. The game wants to stuff your stocking early with a $500 Visa gift card. It's the Christmas comes early sweepstakes powered by Armentar Jewelers. Simply enter in the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for a chance to score that $500 Visa gift card. It's that easy. It's the Christmas comes early sweepstakes powered by Armentar Jewelers and the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. We'll take our first time out of this Friday fun show and when we return here on the game James and I will look at some of the other World Cup matchups and we'll also talk about the New Orleans Saints getting some key players back on Sunday maybe we'll look at that next right here on the game Southwest Louisiana Sports Station your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros Got something to say to Miguez and Mesh? Hell yeah! It's easy. Just call the hotline by dialing 337-706-0111. Now, back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Welcome back here on Crunch Time. 19 after the hour, Matt Miguez, James Mesh. You know, we, we talked a little bit about the United States drawing with England to a 0-0 tie. A couple other matchups throughout the World Cup today. Iran taking down Wales 2 to nothing. Senegal taking down Qatar 3-1. to And then the Netherlands and Ecuador drawing level at 1-1. Look ahead to the matchups tomorrow. How about Tanzania and Australia, Poland and South Africa? France and Denmark, and then Argentina and Mexico. And I apologize, not South Africa. It is Saudi Arabia against Poland tomorrow. First match kicks off at, James, you ready for this? 4 a.m. Yeah, I mean, that's been pretty much the schedule the whole time. Yeah. 4, 7, seven 10, 10, and, and 1. Well, because it's a nine-hour time difference. So that 1 o'clock game that the U.S. has been playing every single time they've played, that's 10 p.m. over there. Yeah. So I mean, by that's the time brutal. The, by the time they're done, it's midnight. It's past midnight right. over there. That is that is, bru- that is a brutal schedule. Um, you know, looking at some of the headlines, James, Matt Rule going to Nebraska. I know we talked about it a little bit during Jordy's show. But, you know, this is, this is pretty big news considering – Nebraska needs something to get themselves back on track, as does Matt Rule. I was going to say, and it, it feels like the perfect marriage because both of them are looking for fresh starts, and we've seen Matt Rule turn a program ar- around before. Why wouldn't yep. he be able to do it again? Yeah, no, no question about it. Also, uh, Von Miller 
getting hurt in the game yesterday, had to be carted off the field. It is not a torn ACL. However, there is no injury. There is no timeline for his injury while they still gather more opinions on what exactly has happened. Um, he will miss for sure one to two weeks, but the team will not rule out the possibility that he will miss the remainder of the 2022 season. You know, I know Von Miller's on the on the back half of his career, James, but how big of a blow is this for Buffalo? Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Whenever I saw him get car off the field, I was worried that it was an ACL tear, but thankfully it wasn't. Uh, but you still have some solid pieces around that defense because now you got Tredavious White back yep. in the secondary. You still have Matt Milano at linebacker. You still got some nice defensive linemen like Ed Oliver. I mean, they still got playmakers on the defense. It is very unfortunate that you won't have a big piece like Vaughn Miller, but I could still see them making some noise in the playoffs for sure. And and yeah. if they and if they and if they're able to and get through the gauntlet that is the AFC, I, I still think that they are still a team that could very much be a possibility in the Super Bowl to represent the AFC. Yeah, you know it, it's crazy, right? The the Bills started off so hot. And then they, they went through a stretch where they struggled a little bit and everybody said, oh, no, the Bills aren't good anymore. Like, uh, I don't know if that's the case. Overreaction Monday? Right. I, I don't know if that's the case. We're, we're not going to say that the Bills aren't good. They're just, you know, they, they, went, through a, they went through a rough patch. And, and I was going to say, and usually Super Bowl champions, it's not like they go through the season 16 or now 17-0 and 0 without any blips right. in the schedule. I mean, our, Every team goes through a rough patch. It's just right now you're going through in the middle of the season, but once you get to week 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, that's whenever you get hot because those are the teams that are most dangerous in the playoffs. It's not the ones that are 14 and 3. It's usually the ones that are 10 and 7 and on a three-game winning streak as opposed to the 14 and 3 or 13 and 4 team that are on a two or three-game right. losing streak or losing two out of three because they don't have the momentum right now. Look at the yep. look at the 2011 New York Giants. That's a that's the that's one of the best examples you could think of. Going into the playoffs, they were nine and seven, and nine and seven, up, ten and six, something like that. They end up winning the Super Bowl. Yep, no, absolutely. You know, it it just matters. You know, who gets hot at the right time, and you know we, we we've seen that time and time again, especially in the NFL. I mean that that same year, 2011. The the Patriots were were on the verge of perfection, and then Eli and the Giants ripped it from them. So you know it, it it's all about who's hot at the right time in in the NFL. One thing that's jumping off the page at me, James, is a SEC contest going on right now. How about Arkansas having to rally back to take a one-point halftime lead over Mizzou? That is uh, an unfortunate news for the Razorbacks, who had such a big game last week. You know, M Mizzou, not typically the, the world's greatest SEC program, also NC State leading number 17, UNC at the half, 17-10. to 10. USC and Cal are at a 7-7 tie after one. 
Two games have already gone final today. Texas taking down Baylor 38-27. And then a massive win by mm-hmm. Tulane taking down Cincinnati 27-24. And now Tulane host the AAC championship game next Saturday. I was going to say I really wanted to get to that Tulane point because we saw it go final in Pratt, even though he didn't have the biggest game in the world. They really leaned on Spears for that game. 35 carries, two big touchdowns. I mean, he he had himself one hell of a day to to give the wave the win. Tajay Spears is... uh is phenomenal and you know Tulane's going to have some work to do cuz they're going to want to try to keep him in New Orleans next year if uh if they can have a say in it but you know you you look at a game like that Willie Fritz has his program sitting at 10 and 2 at the end of the regular season 7 and 1 in the AAC this is no doubt one of the better years for Tulane you know just for for Willie Fritz, a, a guy who's had success at other programs, to now have this level of success at Tulane has just got to mean everything. And if if I have anything, you know, to say about it, I would believe Willie Fritz's name could pop up for maybe some bigger openings than Tulane. You know, he, he spent time at Georgia Southern and, and turned Georgia Southern around when they first came into the Sun Belt, and then he goes to Tulane and, and turns them into a winner. I, I think it could be one of those things, kind of similar to what Matt Rule did at Baylor. Willie Fritz could be due for for a big-time promotion uh, out of the American and out of Tulane. But, you know, a couple other things I, I'm looking at, James – you know, going back to the NFL, Justin Fields listed as questionable for Sunday. What does that do for the Bears if they have to go to their backup quarterback, which would be a guy we're familiar with, and, and Trevor Simeon? Oh, Trevor Simeon. Yeah, here's the thing with that, though. A big majority of Chicago kind of having – an explosion of offense the last four weeks. It's been a huge part due to Justin Fields. So without him, I don't expect to see too much out of this Bears offense. I'm going to be really worried that they're going to have they're going to have a hard time struggling to get past the 50 because we've seen it ourselves. Like you said, we saw we saw it firsthand last year with Trevor Simeon. Whenever he actually started the games, that's when the team played piss poor on offense. But whenever he came in to relieve in the middle of the game, it was fine. They could still do things. But it's whenever he has to start was when it was the issue. Right. So I, I am worried about the Bears this week as they play a Jets team who is going not with Zach Wilson but with Mike White. So I I, I wonder about the quality of this game. Yeah, that'll that that'll be a struggle with with two uh, two backup quarterbacks if if that is the case. Looking at the Saints injury report, three players already listed as out in JT Gray, Peyton Turner, and Pete Warner. And then you look at the questionable Marcus Davenport, Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, Andrus Pete, and Mark Ingram all listed as questionable. Jarvis Landry, Alvin Kamara, Ryan Ramshack, and James Hurst will be 
a full go. I was going to say they seem to be a full go because James Hurst, full practice the last two days after worrying about a concussion. Jarvis Landry, he's been limited all week, but I, I expect him to still give it a go. And then Alvin Kamara, I mean, he was out with that illness, but the fact that he played fully today and wasn't limited by any stretch, that man's going. Right, no no, no question about it, no question about it. Um, obviously, the, the Saints are nine-point underdogs in, in that game, but if they could find a way to get that big win on the road in a, in a city that you know hasn't really been kind to them in recent years, uh, I mean, that, that could be a, a big momentum boost for, for this team heading down the back stretch. Last time I believe the Saints won in San Francisco was 2016 whenever – the <laughs> the 49ers were pretty bad themselves. Yep. And and that was Michael Thomas's uh rookie season. Rookie year. Yep. I remember I still remember that catch they made over him in the back corner of the right end zone. Yeah. I, I it, that one that one felt like a little bit of redemption for what Vernon Davis did in uh in 2011. But uh it's another 2 for 1 deal from acadianadeals.com. Today, grab $40 in vouchers to buy you pop gourmet popcorn for only $20. That's $40 in vouchers for a gourmet popcorn shop that has over 40 flavors, and you can get it for half the price. Once again, visit AcadianaDeals.com today to get $40 in vouchers to buy you pop gourmet popcorn for only $20. Speaking of Acadiana Deals, you can also grab a $30 voucher to Mudcat Whiskers for just $15. Once again, head to AcadianaDeals.com for a $30 voucher to Mudcat Whiskers for half the price or a $40 voucher to buy you pop for half the price. We'll take a time out. Corey Diaz of the Daily Advertiser and the USA Today Network. Join us next for a conversation about the Louisiana Raging Cajuns as they fight for bowl eligibility against the Bobcats of Texas State. We'll do it next here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Had a rough day at work? Got lady problems? Not to worry, because you have two wingmen right here. You can be my wingman anytime. Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Get more kicks out of every World Cup soccer match with FanDuel. Soccer fans, now is the perfect time to give FanDuel a shot because new customers can get $125 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to goals to even corners. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Best of all, you'll get paid you winnings fast. So don't miss your chance to get $125 in free bets, win or lose, when you join FanDuel with promo code KLWB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. You must be 21 and older and present in Louisiana and permitted parishes only. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non drawable free bets that expire 14 days after the receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Welcome back to Crunch Time. 36 after the hour. Louisiana sitting at 5-6. and six, Needs a win tomorrow against Texas State in San Marcos. Corey Diaz of the Daily Advertiser joins us to talk about it all. Corey, how are you? Thanks for taking the time. And before we dive into the Cajuns, how was your Thanksgiving, sir? 
What's going on, my man? It was it was good, man. I was good to you know spend some time uh, around the family uh, for a couple days, and um, obviously we're back at it. Uh, still waiting for my heart rate to drop from that uh from that U.S. England soccer match earlier, but uh, yeah, man, everything's going good. How are you guys? Ah, uh, do, doing well. Kind of kind of in the same mood, you know. I'm still on a little bit of a high after that massive draw. I mean, let's now that you brought that up, let's talk about that too before we dive into the Cajuns. You know, just how important was that draw for the U.S. to only limit England to one point there? Yeah, I mean, I think it was huge. Um, and really, uh, not only did the U.S. do itself a favor, but it really did uh, Wells a favor. It did uh, Iran a favor uh, because... No one's won the group yet. No one's through out of Group B. Um, in any any combination of, of two teams, depending on you know the, the outcomes of Tuesday's matches, how they go, any any number of two can get can get through into the knockout stage. So, you know, for the U.S., it's it's big just solely from the standpoint that you give yourself the opportunity to control your own fate. If you win on Tuesday, if you beat Iran, you're in. Nothing else matters. What happens between uh, Wales and England does not matter. You win, you're in. Yeah, and and you know that that's the important part of this is, is that now you you don't need help from anybody else. Go take care of your own business, and and you can move on into the knockout stages, which you know I, I alluded to earlier would be monumental considering you missed out on the World Cup completely just four years ago. All right, let's go to the Cajuns now. You know, again, like I mentioned in the intro, five and six, they need a win tomorrow. Kind of a similar fate to the U.S. You win and you're in. Uh, you know, on, on paper, what's the mindset for this game heading into tomorrow? Yeah, I think it's um, – <clears throat> I think if, there, if there's any pages left in the playbook uh, that, that Michael Desimo and, and the offensive as well as the, uh, Lamar Morgan and the defensive staff – Whatever hasn't been used yet, man, uh, it, it's, it's all stops. It's, it's put out, putting out all stops. You have to win in San Marcos uh, tomorrow afternoon uh, to get yourself all eligible. And I, and I do just from calling around, obviously doing a, a bunch of my own research. Um, you know, I believe if this team gets a sixth win, it will get a bowl game. So I, I look at this as a if you win, like you said, Matt, if, if they win, they're in. Um, and, and you can't. There cannot be any uh, intrepidation. Uh, you have to come out from the opening kick. You have to be the aggressor. Um, if, I, if I'm Dez, I, I win the coin toss pregame tomorrow. I want the ball. Give me the ball. I'm going to go down there and I'm going to try to score that first drive. Really, really set the tone and the tempo of the game because I think if they do that, you know, Texas State has, has shown the ability to uh, keep games close if teams don't get off to really fast good starts against them so it's it's hyper hyper important uh for the cajuns to start really 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 fast tomorrow first couple drops get some points whether it's three whether it's six plus the one seven you've got to get points on these uh first couple drives um and i just i think that would that would really set texas state especially its defense which has been playing well of late uh it would get their defense back on their heels a little bit yeah, and you know, you, you talked on their defense who, who have been playing really well, keeping a lot of games low scoring. Corey, the biggest storyline for me is that Texas State is going to be without their top five pass catchers. I mean, Ashton Hawkins, Marcel Barbie, three others. I mean, none of them suiting up for the Bobcats tomorrow. I mean, 
I know they've still got Lincoln Perry in the backfield and Lane Hatcher as their quarterback, but not having those guys to throw to has to be a massive blow for Spav's team. Yeah, it's big. Uh, and I know, you know, they've, they've had, you know, when you talk about being uh, bit by the injury bug, they've, they've obviously had some issues uh, this year. I know that they've had uh, a lot of guys that they missed at least one game, you know, uh, and you obviously don't want that. But, yeah, because, I mean, if, if you can't, if you can't achieve even close to offensive balance in a game, regardless of who you're playing, I mean, it, it makes your – first off, it cuts severely into your chances of, of winning, you know. And, and look, and, and Lane, too, at quarterback for them at Texas State, you know, he, he's been susceptible this year of, of not necessarily taking care of the football all that well. He's got some interceptions, and I think um, there's opportunities you know, for the Eric Gares, for the Trey Anguses, for the Braylon Trahans, for these guys to uh, force and bait, you know, Hatcher into throwing some ill-advised throws and, and probably taking advantage of them, whether it be interceptions or PBUs or what have you. Um, you got to take advantage of those situations if you're if you're UL on defense and if you're guys on the on the back end and and you know for them. You know, whoever they got playing receiver, like it, it doesn't matter. You know, it's like you, you just got to go out there, man. You got to execute. Um, you know, you got to play like your hair's on fire. Um, and I think we, I, I think we'll see that tomorrow afternoon. It's like Des said in, in, in the press conference earlier this week. You know, this, this team, you know, when it felt like its back has been against the wall, it's performed at its best. Um, and I think, I think we'll see probably not its tip-top-best tomorrow, but I think we'll see a really good game out of, out of Louisiana tomorrow. What's the expectation for Chandler Fields? Uh, you know, a guy who started the season, got out because of an injury, ended up losing his starting job in the process, and, and you know, really just hasn't played a whole lot until recently. He played in the Florida State game last last Saturday. How I, You know, I know this might sound like a crazy question because it's a must-win game, but how much can you expect out of your quarterback in Chandler Fields? Uh, I think um, <clears throat> yeah, I think if you're Dez, I, I think you expect the world out of him. Um, you know, listen, I mean, this is a guy that the coaching staff believed in um, during the preseason. They named him the starting quarterback. He was their guy. And I don't know if, you know, if him uh, getting hurt, you know, a few weeks into the season and having to miss a few games, I don't know if that, if that really diminishes, you know, kind of that expectations that the coaching staff that Des would have, you know, in Chandler. Uh, and if I, if you ask me too, Matt, if I'm Chandler, um, look, I'm expecting to play like what the coaches believe they had in me at the beginning of the season. I mean, and if you're a fan, I mean, you want to see Chandler Fields go out there, be efficient, obviously make the right reads, trust his eyes. You know, if he has to go through progressions, do that, you know, in a fast enough manner in order to get the ball out. Do not put the ball in jeopardy. And it's the same drives, man. If you have to pick up some, some, some yardages and, and move change with your feet at times, then don't be hesitant and do that. Like, you know, the things that I felt like the coaching staff did see out of Chandler uh, during the preseason when he was in competition for the starting quarterback spot with Ben Woolard, uh, you got to do those things. If you're Chandler, you got you got to bring that guy back. And if you're the coaching staff, you got to put him in positions to make those kinds of plays. Uh, and, and again, I, I think with a, you know, with a must-win mentality, 
Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we if we see a, a really good game out of Chandler tomorrow because I, I do think just from spending some time around him and getting to know him a little bit, he's kind of got that, you know, that gunslinger, Brett Favre-esque mentality, and this might be a situation and an atmosphere in which a Chandler Fields will, will thrive. Chat with Corey Diaz of the Daily Advertiser. You know, obviously everybody has, has talked about the Cajuns' run game. That started off a little sluggish, but, you know, the last couple of weeks really really has kind of just come alive with, with Chris Smith and Draylon Washington and Terrence Williams. How big of a factor can that be for the Cajuns? You know, it, it is a defense for Texas State that has done a great job of stopping the run this year. They only give up 90 rushing yards a game on average. But uh, how... how you know, high priority is it for the Cajuns to establish a run game tomorrow afternoon? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I don't think it's like necessarily any different than any other week, right? I mean, you, you want to, you know, as an offense, you want to, again, you want to have some semblance of balance because, it, you know, the run game is going to help the, you know, the aerial assault and, and the pass game is going to help the ground game. And so, I mean, you want, you need, you want and need to get that going. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Texas State's been really uh, – Really, pretty salty um, against the run for for most of this year. Um, but I mean, they, you know, they also have you know, they they've had their struggles in stopping the run as well. <clears throat> you know, it, as long as the offensive line, you know, I think you know what happens at, at right tackle. Um, you know, it's something to watch. You know, will will Carlos Rubio, you know, be uh, available uh, to play for UL tomorrow? Um, and, I, and I know that you know they they haven't really necessarily missed him. But when you talk about a Texas State defense um, that is pretty good at stopping the run, you know, you want to have your, your five best along the offensive line blocking for your Chris Smiths and your Terrence Williams and your Draylon Washington um, just so, because you know that's the best version of your run game and your rush attack. So uh, you obviously want to watch what's going on there at the right tackle spot. But, you know, I think there's something to be said, right, about kind of creating your momentum and, and you know, success breeds success, right? I mean, I, I think – you know, five, six weeks ago, you know, you're probably really concerned about how the run game's going to go, you know, against Texas State and San Marcos on the road because back then, the, you know, the, the rushing game was, was struggling, you know. But now that it's turned the page, it seems like I think there's more confidence, um, you know, in Chris Smith, in Terrence Williams, in Draylon Washington, and in the offensive line, too, um, to perform to where – you know that ninety that ninety yards might be the mark, right? If you get ninety or more rushing yards, you're, you've probably you're looking up at the scoreboard in the fourth quarter, and you've probably got a couple of touchdown leads, and you feel pretty good about you know finishing the game out with a win and getting that sixth win and getting bowl eligible. Here with Corey Diaz, Corey, you also cover high school football. You know quarterfinal matchups tonight. Which ones jump off the page at you? Which ones are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, man. Uh, I just know for – I know where I'll be this evening. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to that Neville-Westgate game, man. That's where I'll be this evening. Um, you know, you, you talk about, you know, a, a North a North Louisiana, you know, state perennial power in Neville, you know, at the 4A level. Obviously, you got the reigning, uh, you know, 4A state champions uh, in, in Westgate. Obviously, I know they haven't quite had the year, um, you know, that they had hoped for coming off of that state championship. Uh, last year, but you know, there's still lots of star power in that game. I mean, there's lots of uh, you know, three, four, uh, and even a five star recruit in, in Derek Williams, uh, safety for Westgate. So, um, it's you know, it's going to be 
it's going to be what you want, you know, at this point in the year. When you talk about high school football and you talk about quarterfinals, um, I think that's probably going to be your best, um, you know, your best game in the area tonight. Um, but, you know, anytime does, does, you know, St. Thomas Moore playing or, or Turlings has had a tremendous year, uh, those guys have been exciting to watch this year. Uh, LCA's had a good year as well. Jujuan Johnson's had a tremendous year. Um, so, I mean, there, there's plenty There's plenty of um, uh, really good matchups. You know, I think I think Karen Crow's uh, at Warren Easton tonight, if, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. I mean, that's, that's a, you know, a maybe outside of the radar matchup to watch tonight, too. So, uh, really good football, man. It's, it's what you want this time of year. And, and, uh, and the question is, is, you know, which one of these teams survive in advance and, and which ones, unfortunately, are, are playing for the last time tonight? Yeah, Southside and Zachary as well is, is another big one to watch in in the local area. Corey Diaz of the Daily Advertiser joining us. Corey, really appreciate your time. Enjoy Westgate and Neville tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate you, brother. Y'all take care. Talk soon. And there he goes, Corey Diaz. Always love having him on the program to uh, to chat high school football as well as the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns. If you are looking for great stocking stuffers for the holiday season, look no further than the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. As a member of our rewards club, you will have the opportunity to score excellent prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou Casino Resort or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen at Cypress Bayou Casino Resort. But you can only score these great stocking stuffers by becoming a member of the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's free and it's simple, so sign up today. We'll take a time out here. We'll wrap up hour number one on the other side and bring you a loaded hour number two right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the SEC West champion LSU Tigers and the world champion Houston Astros. We love talking about sports. Yeah. You love listening to sports. Yep. Sounds like we were meant to be together, or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us? Yep. Yep. Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Crunch Time here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. 454 right now. Got a few minutes left before we finish up our number one. Want to go back to the Thanksgiving games that happened last night. I ended up picking the Vikings to beat the Patriots. I had picked the Bills to beat the Lions. And I'd also picked the Cowboys to beat the Giants. And what would you look at there? Rub, I, I, got, it, I got all three of them. Rub it in. in. Why, why don't you? Well, you, well usually for rub me. Rub it in. I, you, I have a history though of either getting only like one game right or all of them wrong. So, this is the first time in a while that I've actually got a majority of them correct. I usually pick the I Cowboys, had the Lions, and I always pick the Lions as well, and they always fail me, which is why I went against the Lions. I had, Go ahead. I had picked the Lions, the Giants, and the Vikings. So I was one for three. I mean, that's not terrible. No, it's not. I mean, 33% just, is... Just kidding. 30, 30, 
33 percent is pretty bad. It's not the worst. That's pretty bad. But it's definitely not that good. No, it's not. But I you, mean, it's a good three-point percentage. But it's an it's an okay three-point percentage. But to me, you say the Bills Lions game was the best. I would say overall, the Patriots Vikings because we did not expect Kirk Cousins to actually play well on national television late at night on a primetime game. And we also didn't expect Mac Jones to be a wheeling and dealing the way he did. That's, yeah, Mac that, Jones that had was, a good game. That was the biggest surprise of them all. Dude threw for damn near 400 yards. And that's another thing. That Hunter Henry catch that they called incomplete, to me, that's a touchdown. I don't care if the ball yeah. at some point it had hit the ground. He had control. He never lost it. Did, I, it, move, did it move around? Yeah, but it... It was still in his hands the whole time. It's not like he was bobbling it. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that should have been a touchdown. Uh, and, and, I mean, now in hindsight, you call that a touchdown. You play, you probably play overtime last night. So, you know, obviously great games on, on Thanksgiving. Um, we, we expected maybe a couple of stinkers, but, no, they were all good. They were all three great. And uh, Patrick Peterson stealing a, a turkey leg. Off the off the set post game was uh, was phenomenal. By and, the way, and then Kirk Cousins talking about, hey, maybe I should get a grill like Justin, take it up a level uh, instead of just having chains on the plane. Shirtless. Get that, get that man a grill right now. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two. We're gonna kick it off with Jake Crane before James and I make our own picks for the football rivalry weekend. We will start it next after the top of the hour sports update. You are listening to the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the Houston Astros and LSU Tigers. More crunch time right after this. You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Hour number two of a Football Friday fun show. And when I say football, I mean all varieties of football. Welcome to Crunch Time, Matt Miguez, James Mesh. Once again, 337-706-0111 is the game hotline. And here in Acadiana, you can watch us on the simulcast. Very simple. Stadium 32.3 or Channel 133 on LUS Fiber. In the first hour, we looked at the Thanksgiving games from yesterday. We touched on the World Cup and how massive that draw was for the U.S. earlier today. We also talked some high school football. Here in hour number two, we're going to talk a lot of college football and we'll preview the matchups for the NFL on Sunday. Let's kick it off with our guy, Jake Crane. Jake's takes each and every Friday. Jake, thanks for taking the time on this holiday weekend, sir. And uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how little have you eaten today with the amount of food you ate yesterday? Look, man, I just, I, I just needed somebody to deflate me today. I mean, yesterday, you know, I made the ultimate mistake. Uh, I didn't eat breakfast or anything like at lunch or brunch, and then uh, we ate at 5 o'clock. So it was like when that, when that, when that uh, Velociraptor got out of the trailer at Jurassic Park. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know that I could have waited until 5 o'clock. Um, but uh, I had three houses to go to, so I had three different meals yesterday, and then it, it, t- today, is, today is painful. Like, that's like being on the recruiting trail, man. 
Yeah, t- today today is painful. There's there's no question about it. But uh, you know, Jake, looking at it, what were your thoughts on the three NFL games yesterday on Thanksgiving Day? Well, you know that the Lions put up a great fight. Really, in, you know, in my opinion, should have won the game. Uh, it, looking at, at the way Jared Goff continues to progress, and you know, I know defensively they have one of it's not the worst defenses in the NFL, but that was just a fun game. Uh, it seems like that Lions team does have an identity, and you know, it was good to see the Bills bounce back. You know, after the debacles that, that they've had, and, and get to uh, you know eight and three, and, and continue to, to try and get into the playoff and, and get back what they lost last year. Uh, you know, across the board, the Cowboys it took them a little bit, but, but they were better than the Giants. The Giants did a good job. Brian Dable and them did for two and a half, almost three quarters. Uh, gravity kind of took over, and then you know I was shocked that the Patriots were able to score the points that they did coming off last week, and the Vikings defense, while it didn't exactly the steel curtain. Uh, I, I expected a better effort from them, but look, Kirk Cousins, who is officially upper mid, like we said on the show, being able to get the job done. So it was, it was, a, it was a fun day of football in the NFL, some competitive games. Were, were you surprised to see Kirk Cousins perform as well as he did in primetime, considering he's always had a history of kind of underwhelming in primetime? Yeah, well, you know, Murder, She Wrote comes on at 6.30, so, you know, I was shocked to, uh, to see him kind of really show up, especially... You know, after he struggled a little bit early, uh, after that first drive, was able to get it back. And, and look, anytime you have the weapons that he does, uh, and that doesn't include Dalvin Cook in, in the uh, the running game, that's the guy that can hit the home run from anywhere, uh, you always have a shot. So it was good to see Kirk do well in prime time. Uh, I think he catches a little too much hate. Yeah, that may be true. Um, look, sw- switch gears to a different type of football. How about USA tying with England today? You know, You look at it, and I saw earlier the evaluation of the worth of both teams. And according to front office sports, the market value of the U.S. men's national team is $277 million, while the market value of England is $1.31 billion. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, we we pulled a Paul Revere, Um, especially the way we played against Wales. Uh, who just lost to the Iranians, so obviously there's a big one coming up. But you had to have a good result, uh, and, and they did. Uh, it, to me, it's like if we started, if we brought like an American football team and played uh, a team they had in American football, and they tied us. I mean, that, that just shows you the hill that these guys climbed. And sometimes it's good to be young. Sometimes it's good to, to not realize kind of, kind of where you're at. And, I mean, I thought we had some chances, man. I, I thought we really did. Uh, I know they possessed the ball a lot, but – you know, Pulisic had had you know three or four really good corners after the first game. Really kind of struggling to get a ball in the box that, that people liked. So it was very very proud uh, and impressed with those guys' effort. And you know what, my 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 deal is this. I mean, I thought we played well enough. You know, why don't we have a little side bet with the Iranians? Uh, winner gets to write the nuclear deal. Hey, I'm. I mean, why, why not? Uh, I think that'd be a good idea. Look, but, let's raise the stakes. Let's find out. <laughs> right. All right, Jake, let's make some picks for the weekend. We'll start with with a game that I'm sure all of America will be watching. Uh, number two, Ohio State, and number three, Michigan. Both teams 11-0. and 0. You know, Obviously, major playoff implications here. You know, what, what goes down tomorrow morning? You know, Blake Corum's obviously a big deal. Even with Blake Corum, uh, I, I just look at Ohio State, and I feel like they have too many weapons because eventually – uh, you know, I know Mike Morris didn't play last week. He's supposed to play this week. He's a big piece. But I feel like C.J. Stroud has too many weapons. Uh, J.J. McCarthy hasn't really had to throw him to a win. I think Ohio State's good enough to stymie the run. And J.J. just hasn't shown it to us. Now, does that mean he can't do it? 
though. But don't forget, Ohio State, not only because it's a rivalry game, but they've had this game circled after what happened to them last year. You know, a lot of guys on this team were the team that, that, that was part of the team that lost the streak. So, you know, they played Utah in the Rose Bowl and act like they didn't even care and still won. I guarantee you they're going to come out ready to rock and roll. If you're Michigan, you hope they're a little bit too hyped up. How about, uh, you know, obviously rivalry week is always a, a great time with, with some big matchups. How about Beamer Ball and Clemson? Obviously, it helps that it is at Clemson. Can, uh, can Shane Beamer play spoiler once again? I mean, I think they played about as good as they humanly could last week. Uh, if I'm a South Carolina fan, part of me is really happy. And the other part was like, you know, where has this been all year? Uh, but, look, Clemson's a different animal up front on defense now. Uh, they're going to have to use modified runs, whether that's swing passes, hitches, slants, anything in the short game <clears throat> to try and get to, to second six. It's going to be tough. Clemson still has playoff aspirations. They're definitely still on the hunt. It's a rivalry game. It's at home, a place they don't lose. I do feel Clemson 31-20, somewhere around there. LSU, Texas A&M, LSU coming into this game, you know, obviously you, you don't want to look ahead and overlook Texas A&M, but in the back of your mind, you're, you're already starting to prepare a little bit for the SEC championship game against Georgia, uh, the opportunity to finish 10-2 and on the season, and Brian Kelly's first year uh, against a pretty bad A&M team. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this game? You can't overlook anybody if you're LSU. That, that's the, you, again, that, that's not your M.O., your roster's not deep enough to overlook anybody. You've got to take every game as serious as you have really the whole year. And if you look, LSU's not beating themselves like they were at the beginning of the year. I think it's been great for LSU fans to actually watch a team improve throughout the year after what we've seen the past couple of years. So uh, I really believe that, that LSU is very mature as a team, which is funny to say after what we've seen recently. Uh, but they just need to go in there, handle business, play clean. It's, it's a game against Texas A&M, which is always a big game. I know A&M's a disaster right now, uh, but they're going to get up for this one. So, uh, look, it's, it's going to come down to just executing like it always does. Jaden Daniels working within the pocket, outside of the pocket, making good decisions, knowing when to say when, and LSU should handle business. The Iron Bowl in Bryant-Denny. Auburn, <laughs> crazy to think about it this way, but there, went away from bowl eligibility. What happens between the Tide and the, and the Tigers? <sighs> Well, you know, if Auburn's going to line up in the I formation and try and run it at Bama the way they ran it at A&M in Western Kentucky, best of luck with that. Uh, Robbie Ashford's not a pocket passer. If it's me, I'm playing the game almost like he's a Wildcat quarterback the whole time because that's what he truly is. Uh, so, you know, if you're Auburn, I think you can just line up and play bully ball with the man. You've got to find a way. You've got to hope the defense plays well. You've got to catch a couple breaks. But it's the Iron Bowl, man. I mean, you know, who'd have thought last year that game would have been what it was? So, uh, at the end of the day... Uh, you've got to go out there and lay it on the line see what happens. Oregon going on the road to play Oregon State. You know, th this is always a fun matchup, and it's even bigger now that, you know, both teams are having good years. Uh, Dan Lanning in his first year has the Oregon Ducks at 9-2. and two. Walk me through this matchup, and uh, who you got winning this one? Well, look, I, I don't think enough people are talking about what Jonathan Smith's done out there at Oregon State and Corvallis. Uh, I mean, he's you know, uh, this win and a bowl win away from being a 10-win team. He's kind of sneakily doing it out there. I think Oregon's in for a dogfight. Uh, I, I don't think this is going to be a walk in the park by any means. I actually, right now, as we sit, really like Oregon State in this game, which would mean Washington would play USC in the Pac-12 championship game, regardless of what happens against Notre Dame. Uh, so, yeah, I like Oregon State. 
maybe a walk-off field goal. They find a way. Uh, and, and, you know, again, Bo Nix, it's been a hell of a story this year, and who knows? I mean, the guy may tough out another one, but I really do like Oregon State in this game. Notre Dame, USC. Then I just, you know, as good as Notre Dame's played on defense, I, I just don't think they can score enough points on offense to be able to hang with USC. You can play good on defense and give up 38. That's how good Caleb Williams uh, and this wide receiver core is. Now, I like Notre Dame's front against USC's offensive line, but that's where Caleb Williams is the X factor. All right, and then last last college game we're going to look at Louisiana going on the road to San Marcos to play Texas State. The Cajuns need a win to be bowl eligible. Can they get it done on the road? Man, you know, Texas State's been kind of up and down. They're tough. But give me the Raging Cajuns, man. You know, they're not going to go in there afraid. Uh, give me Louisiana in a tight one, touchdown late, seals it. All right, Jake, let's go to the NFL now. Uh, Saints and 49ers. Saints are going to the Bay Area as a nine-and-a-half-point underdog in this one. Uh, Mar- Marshawn Lattimore may be back for the black and gold. How does that change things? Uh, look, I think the Niners are kind of catching their stride now. C-Max used to the offense. We've seen you know, what Brandon Ayuk's been able to do. Debo Samuel really coming on. I know he's been a little beat up. But George Kittle's been a huge difference maker like he always is in the team. Uh, I think the Saints, I just don't believe in Dennis Allen, man. I just really don't. Uh, I think the 49ers are just going to be too much. I don't see the Saints being able to score enough points in that game. Do you see the Saints firing Dennis Allen if things don't improve? I think they may give him another year. But, uh, again, you know, like you know, I, I trust Dennis Allen about as much as I trust you know, somebody that has signed checks for me. <laughs> Bengals and Titans, you know, you've been raving about the Titans all year, and rightfully so. I mean, they're, they're lighting the world on fire here in recent weeks. And, uh, obviously, the Bengals – getting hit hard by the Super Bowl hangover. Yeah, look, I, I just think, again, you know, the Titans know who they are. Is it pretty? No. Do I trust Ryan Tannehill? Not really. But when you got that alien Derrick Henry lining up behind center, they just smush you the whole game. Uh, they kind of let gravity do the rest. Mike Grable's going to have the defense ready. Uh, but Joey B, man, you can never sleep on Joey B. You guys know that as, as good as anyone. Jamar Chase being out, though, I think is the difference. Uh, so I, I, I just think the Bengals don't have enough. Give me Tennessee at home, uh, and, and see the Titans just can't keep on keeping up. Ravens and Jags. Mm, I mean, look, I just, uh, the, the Jags, they, they seem like they take, take one step forward and two steps back. Trevor Lawrence seems to be kind of figuring it out. I love ETN. He's on my fantasy team. But uh, I just don't think they're going to have enough. I mean, Lamar Jackson and them with Mark Andrews back. That's the straw that serves the drink. Uh, Lamar's in that contract year. They're finding ways to win. Give me the Ravens. Chargers, Cardinals. Uh, I, I got to go Chargers here. As, as crazy as it sounds with how beat up they've been, uh, I think they are a more complete team than the Cardinals. I know Kyler Murray's supposed to be back. Hop, that connection's been nice. But the Cardinals' defense, man, just the lack of effort that I've seen over the past two games is tough. Rams, Chiefs, and what might be one of the biggest games of the week. I got to go Chiefs here. Um, uh, I just, you know, again, when you look at what Kadarius Tony has brought over there, it's another pawn for Eric Bieniemy, another pawn for Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes is in his bag like Santa Claus as usual. Travis Kelsey, we know what he means, best tight end in the game, uh, making that second overall pick in our fantasy league looking really good for me. Give me the Chiefs, the Rams. I know Stafford's back. 
uh, but Cooper Cup being out, I mean, that's like taking away your lightsaber. Packers-Eagles. Give me the Eagles, man. The Packers just can't trust them offensively. Look, I know Christian Watson's kind of starting to figure it out, but they got nobody else. They don't use Aaron Jones the right way, which makes me sick to death. Uh, but the Eagles, they're physical. Uh, they've got to continue to get better at stopping the run. Adding in Dominican Sue obviously helps with that. Jalen Hurt, uh, best dual threat quarterback in the game, in my opinion, right now with the way he runs. Or, you know, I know people say Lamar Jackson, but I think Jalen has to depend on it more than Lamar. I think that shows you how far Lamar's come as a passer. But give me the Eagles. And lastly, Steelers and Colts. Give me the Colts, man. Jeff Sunday, sick of the hate. Sick of the hate. Uh, played their guts out against the Eagles last week. I think he's got them believing they're 4-7. and seven. They better figure it out quick. Give me the Colts at home. I agree. I, I think I think the Colts are, are, are reeling. And uh, like you said, Jeff Saturday's just got them on, on the right path right now. Jake Crane, the host of Crane & Company, joining us for Jake's Takes each and every Friday. Jake, really appreciate you taking the time, man. Enjoy the great weekend of football, and we'll do it all again next Friday. Always fun, guys. Y'all enjoy it. And there he goes, Jake Crane, the host of Crane and Company. Once again, game hotline is 706-0111 here in Acadiana. You can watch on the simulcast on Stadium 32.3, Channel 133 on LUS Fiber. And you can also watch the World Cup on Delta Media's Telemundo Lafayette, free over the air on KLWB Channel 50.3 and Cox Channel 19. And in Lake Charles, you can watch it on Telemundo Lake Charles, free over the air on Channel 19.2 and Suddenlink Channel 137. Tune in for thrilling World Cup action on Delta Media. We'll take a timeout when we return. James and I will bring you our college football picks for tomorrow in a slate full of rivalry games. We'll do it next here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. It is your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update, presented by Tibbs Trailers here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 21 after the hour, the LSU Tigers will wrap up the regular season on the road at College Station on Saturday to take on the Aggies of Texas A&M. Pre-game begins at 4 p.m. and kickoff is set for 6 p.m. That's LSU at Texas A&M, and you can listen to it all right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. All right, James, let's let's start with that one first, LSU A&M. You know, this is a game, it's, it's been fun the last couple of times, especially that seven-overtime doozy about three years ago. The final result wasn't fun, though. I mean, no, obviously. <laughs> it's never fun to watch LSU lose a seven-overtime game like that. But, you know. Because, <laughs> like, how often do you see seven-overtime games? Or teams combined for 146 points. Right. Like 74 to 72. Oh, man. God. I gotta, I, remember that. I gotta definitely go with LSU on this one. They're definitely superior. They've been improving throughout the year. Jane Daniels, I expect yep. to see more of the same. Uh, I think A&M could hang around for maybe a little while, but LSU's going to hold this one down for sure. Yeah, I'm going with the Tigers as well pretty pretty easily. Um, South Carolina, Clemson. This one interests me. Clemson is you know really good defensively, especially up front. However, 
the confidence and swagger that South Carolina currently has. I there, There's part of me, James, that wants to take the Gamecocks. There's part of me that wants to take South Carolina as well, but then there's also another part of me that worries. Spencer Rattler feeling at an all-time high last week as he threw six touchdown passes, had an absolute career day. But is that, to me... I don't know. It feels like it almost could be a huge letdown because usually Clemson doesn't lose at home. So I'm right. gonna I'm gonna take the Tigers on this one, but I wonder how South Carolina responds to such a huge win last week. Do they keep it up there or do they absolutely falter and lose by like three touchdowns? And you're like, what the hell happened? Right. Yeah. You know that, and that that's always the issue when you when you play big games like the one South Carolina won last week against Tennessee. Um, so, yeah, something to definitely keep an eye on there in that game is how close can South Carolina keep it? And, you know, maybe if they get a turnover or a lucky bounce, you know, can they maybe shock some people and, and take down Clemson? Auburn, Bama in the Iron Bowl. I mean, I'd, I, what, what a story it would be for, for Cadillac Williams to, to lead Auburn to a win over Bama and put them in a bowl game. But I just don't see that happening. I was gonna say that's a big shoulda, coulda, woulda type situation here. I'm you gotta take Alabama. The only time they've lost so far this season is on the final play of two different games, and that and that's yep. them being on a quote unquote down year. I know they only beat Austin P thirty four to zero last week, and you feel like well that should have been a, a forty five plus point difference. But hey, it, you still got the win. They still took care of business. I think they take care of business here and beat the Tigers. Yeah, you see, I think I think people look way too much into stuff like that. Um, oh no, you only beat look, them by thirty four instead of forty, right? Like, oh darn, you beat them thirty four to nothing when you should have beat them seventy to nothing. Like, come on, that that's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think Bama's just going to be too much for Auburn. Uh, another game that's interesting is obviously the 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 game between Michigan and Ohio State. Both teams undefeated, eleven and zero. Number two versus number three. This is always a fun game. I am interested to see which Michigan team shows up. Because Jake talked about it. Blake Corum has been a great running back all season long. Got injured last week, though. What? How, in what shape is he in? J.J. McCarthy hasn't had to you know, really break out his arm and throw them to a victory. So how does that change things? Ohio State's got a lot of weapons. There's a lot of unknowns in this game for me, James. And I think I'm just going to have to take the safe pick and pick Ohio State. Yeah, I'm leaning towards the Buckeyes as well. I really like what C.J. Stroud's been doing all season. He's got really good receiving core, especially led by Marvin Harrison Jr. Which, you know how old that makes me feel? <laughs> Knowing that his son is about to make it to the NFL. Right, like I watched Marvin Harrison as a child, and now I'm watching his son play at Ohio State. Like, uh, and it's the same thing with uh, you watch Southern Miss with Frank Gore Jr. Like, dude, that that makes me feel so old. Don't let Blaine hear you say that. Um, that next you're gonna hear Reggie Wayne Jr. And you're be like, what is going on? What what is what is happening? Pierre um, Garcon Jr. Oh my God! Please just name, no. just, uh, just name all the former Colts receivers. Please, please, please no, please no. <laughs> um, Oregon, Oregon State. Look, you ready for this? Our our guy Brendan Ertle leads the Beavs to a victory. 
<laughs> he leads him. He, le- he, he, he leads him down the ramp. <laughs> he 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 puts on pads in the fourth quarter and gets it done. He gets the game securing tackle. Right, right. He makes the game winning catch. <laughs> or organ receiver running down the field for a touchdown, and Brendan just comes from the sidelines like ah, boom, go to go to the ground. <laughs> Lays down a huge hit stick. Untimed down. Brendan's coming to hit him again. <laughs> but no, seriously, give me the beefs. Yeah. Uh... Bo Nix, I have no idea what to make of him. He'll have a good game, really good game, and then he'll just have an absolute stinker. It, I, I'm going to go with the Beavs as well, even though it feels like Oregon should win this one. Yeah, you know, and Oregon needs the win because they can't get into the Pac-12 title game without one. Correct. Um, so they definitely need the win, but I, I think Oregon State plays spoiler in, in this one. Um, they've had a great year, and I think that continues. Notre Dame, USC. If Oregon State wins, it doesn't really matter what happens in this game uh, for for the Trojans. They will be in the Pac-12 title game. Caleb Williams is having a great year. Obviously, Lincoln Riley. You know, we we know the type of coach he is. Notre Dame in year one under Marcus Freeman might be performing a tad better than some people expected. Uh, what are what are your thoughts, James? Who wins? Look, the one time that they played a ranked opponent, they ended up losing. Now, on the contrary to what I just said, I will still pick the Trojans with this one. I I think Caleb Williams, they showed a lot when they played UCLA last week. I'm going to put my faith in their hands, but man, I would not be surprised if they lose to another ranked opponent. Yeah, I, I just can't pick Notre Dame. And it's not that I have anything against Notre Dame. It's just I feel like every time I try to pick them and say, "Oh, you know, the this is where the fight, they turn it around." The the, the the Fighting Irish are gonna you know take that leap. No, they always they always screw me. No, they they don't um, take it. So I'm I'm gonna take USC. But you know, you look at at their last USC's last five games. They they fell by one point to Utah, which was huge. But then you know you you talked about how. Um, they they fared against ranked opponents. They bounced back last week with a big win over UCLA. Um, And so I I think they're riding high right now. They're on the verge of getting into the playoffs. And I have have USC winning. And then looking at UL and Texas State, your Raging Cajuns, 5-7 on the season. Yes, sir. Do they become bowl eligible? Well, five and six on the season. Or five and but, six, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm thinking of four th- and seven for Texas State. I think they do. I, I, th- I think they do. You know, Michael Desmo talked about it this week, that this team has been really good this year with, with their backs against the wall. And, you know, they're, they're young in some key positions, but they've also got a lot of, you know, veteran leadership and veteran experience. Um, I, I think the Cajuns make just enough plays down the backstretch. It's going to be close. It's going to be low scoring. Um, I mean, it, it's going to be a game where the Cajuns are literally going to have to grind it out. But uh, I, I think they do, and I think they go bowling. Uh, I think it'll be a 27-24 game. Dare I say it comes down to a Kenny Almondaris field goal? Ooh. Dare I say I'm going to take the cages as well on this one. I think it's going to be daring. I think the fact that both teams, it's it to me. There's there's so much on the line, and not at the same time. I think they're going to both pour out their hearts since it's going to be potentially the last game for both teams. So we're going to see a lot of crazy things. We may see a couple trick plays 
that lead to touchdowns. That's fair. All right, James, here we go. I'm going to do a couple of uh, lightning round picks. I'm going to throw a game at you. You tell me who wins. Okay. Let's go Coastal Carolina, James Madison. Coastal. Ooh. Coastal's a 14-point dog in that one. I like it. I like it. Um, Let's see. Iowa State, TCU. Does TCU stay undefeated? Yes. Tennessee and Vandy. Can Vandy play spoiler? No. Oh. I really wanted to say yes, but I'm like, ooh, man. Like, with a hint, with a Hendon Hooker list, Tennessee, they can't play spoiler. Like, like we had talked about, I really liked what that quarterback did. He's got a really strong arm. I don't know, having a strong arm isn't going to be all you need to win a game, but I, I, I do think that he could be a serviceable back, serviceable backup, and still win them, win it for the Volunteers. Right. And then Pac-12 after dark, Washington, Washington State. Uh, I lean towards Washington with that one. It's a two-point spread. That that game is going to be air. I might have to stay up late to watch that one. How about that re- one's going to be? How about really quickly looking at Arizona State, Arizona Wildcats and Sun Devils mascots getting into it into an absolute brawl, just like the game itself, as it's a three-point game with less than two minutes left to go. You got to love when mascots fight, right? I mean, that's just good scrap. It's just funny. It was a good it's scrap. Just funny. It was. Um, Arkansas trailing Missouri 29 to 27 with 4:15 to go in that one. Nebraska's got a big lead on Iowa 24 to 7. NC State has a one point lead on North Carolina 17 to 16 with 7:53 left in that one as well. It is another two for one deal from AcadianaDeals.com. Get forty dollars in vouchers to buy you pop gourmet popcorn for only twenty dollars. That's forty dollars in vouchers to a gourmet popcorn shop that has over forty flavors, and you can get it all for half the price. Once again, visit AcadianaDeals.com today to get forty dollars in vouchers to buy you pop gourmet popcorn for only twenty dollars. We'll take a time out when we return. James and I will talk NFL football for the weekend, and we will get you set for your Friday evening here on the game 1037 Lafayette 1041 Lake Charles is Southwest Louisiana Sports Station and it is your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros back here on crunch time 38 after the hour Matt Miguez James Mesh James let's make our NFL picks for the weekend now we'll start with the Steelers and Colts you know we, we, we joke a lot about Jeff Saturday but but in actuality he's got them you know, maybe believing again. Uh, think things have looked pretty good in Indy over the last couple of weeks, and, and they're 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 playing a not so great Steelers team. Yeah, they're playing a Steelers team who has a rookie quarterback who is having rookie issues. Where mm-hmm. you, you still got to go through those growing pains. It feels like now that you have confidence, you've won a couple of games now. You feel good about it. And I really think that the Colts will come out on Monday night and get the win. Yeah, I I think they will, too. I think that's going to be a big game on the resume for Jeff Saturday. Uh, Let's go to the Saints and Niners now. Eight-and-a-half-point dogs on the road. Uh, A a win here would would do a lot for the Saints going forward from from a confidence and momentum standpoint. Um, Personally, I, I think they get it done. Ooh, okay. All right. To me, here here's some big factors. The Saints, very familiar with Christian McCaffrey. Right. 
McCaffrey played for the Carolina Panthers his whole career before getting dealt before the trade deadline this season. He, they know what he is all about. You're going to have a few players back. I feel like Cam Jordan might play. I feel like you could see Andrews Pete back. You won't have Pete Warner or Peyton Turner. But here's the thing. People are people are talking really big about George Kittle right now, as they always should. George Kittle is one of the best tight ends in the league. But to me, here's the thing. The Saints, they are at the top of the league when it comes to stopping the tight end position. So to me, if he's going to be a factor for the 49ers, it's going to have to be in the run game because he is one of the best blockers, but that's where he's going to have to make his money because I don't see him making six catches for 100 yards and a score. I don't see right. that on Sunday. So to me, you're very familiar with that. You should be able to stop Kittle in the passing game. It just really comes down to slowing down Ayuk and slowing down Debo Samuel. To me, this will ultimately become a one-score game by the end of it, but I'm going to take the 49ers. And you see, you talked about slowing down Ayuk and Debo Samuel, and I agree that that's a, that's a big factor, and I think the Saints have the linebacking core to do it. Uh, with the way Caden Ellis has played lately and Demario Davis, obviously you would love to have Pete Warner, but you know I, I think you've got guys that protect the edge well and uh, can, can make life rough for uh, for San Fran on Sunday. Bengals Titans, you know there there was talks that maybe Jamaru would be back on Sunday. Now I'm thinking not so much. How does that change things? Um, it also matters because Joe Mixon is going to be out for this game. That's also another. Yeah. That's also another with, huge with a, thing. Yeah, with his concussion. Yeah, they're going to have to lean towards Samaj P. Ryan and Chris Evans. But to me, Samaj already had his big game as he scored three touchdowns against the Steelers last Sunday. To me, I know that you don't have a lot of individual play that stands out for the Titans defense, but they play overall really good defense. And you're yep. still able to hand it off to Derrick Henry and still be effective. I think this time Tennessee comes out on top. Yeah, I, I think they I think they come out on top too in this one. Um and, and I say that solely because of Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase being out for Cincinnati. The Ravens and the Jags this one's pretty easy for me. I like the Jags, and I think they're going to be good in the long term. But uh, Lamar Jackson <laughs> is just that dude. Yeah, I, I really like what Travis Etienne has been able to do. I really like that Christian Kirk has been somebody that's been able to step up and be a reliable target for Trevor Lawrence as he starts yep. to take strides forward. He hasn't taken the biggest ones because you do see him at times still kind of falter and have – not the greatest performances, but hey, he's still a really young quarterback that's still trying to learn. Uh, ultimately, I you really got to take Baltimore in this one. Lamar's playing for that new contract. He's looking to play out of his mind. Uh, you got to take Baltimore easy. I don't. I think this one it might be like a ten point difference, like you had seen with Jacksonville and uh, Kansas City, where it, yeah. it, it's not like it's going to be a blowout, but you you see a two score game. Chargers and Cardinals. Oh, man, Kyler's supposed to be back. He's going to be back on Sunday. You sure he's not playing Call of Duty this weekend? I was told he was set to return. So unless <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless the reports are wrong, that's what I got to go with. Uh, I still no. I'm, I'm going to go with Arizona on this one. 
It's going to be interesting since they no longer have their offense coordinator. I don't know if you'd heard about that. Yeah, he he uh, he had some off the field issues while they were in Mexico. Yeah, Sunday night he decided to get a little freaky, a little, little, hand, little handsy. Yeah, he's got a little got a little interesting there. And then the next morning, he was out of a job. So that I feel like that was part of the reason why Arizona just had a poor offensive performance was because right. you just even though uh, Kingsbury is the one that play calls the plays. I mean, I feel like still losing a yeah, big it, part of your staff. It's takes huge. an effect on a team. Uh, I Absolutely. think now that now that you've had a few days to kind of move on from that, you could. I think you could see Arizona winning this. I don't know. Maybe I'm just leaning too far into the fact that the Chargers will lose too many games, and then you finally get rid of Brandon Staley, and that's where Sean Payton fills I've, in. But right. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with I've, I'm gonna go on a limb and take Arizona. I'm gonna take Arizona for this one. I've got the Chargers here. Um, I, I think their offense, you know, it, it's it struggled at points, but I think you see a big Austin Eckler game here, and uh, the the Chargers take down Arizona, the Rams and the Chiefs. This game, this game's interesting. Um, you know, I, I think you probably see what what's the what's the latest on Matt Stafford? Have they have He's they out. ruled him out? He is out. He is out. It's okay. going to be Bryce Perkins. Is Wolford out as well? Uh, it is going to be Bryce Perkins. Okay. I believe it's so going to be. See that changes things. Because well, I'm that, looking. That I'm looking at the. I'm looking me. at the injury report for the Rams. Wolford had a full practice Thursday and Friday, so you probably could see him, and then Bryce Perkins just be the, just becomes the backup. But whoever starts for them, I mean, the Rams are still going to lose. It's the Chiefs, and the Chiefs won't have right. Kadarius right. Tony because he's been out. Or, yeah, he's been out the whole week with a hamstring, and they ruled him out for Sunday's game. But to me, that still doesn't matter because you're going to get Juju back from his concussion. You, you're still going to get ha you're still going to have a uh, Jerick McKinnon. You're still going to have most of your weapons. So uh, you got to take the Chiefs easy. Yeah, the only way I could see the um, the Rams having a chance was was if Stafford played. But but if Stafford's out, yeah, I'm I'm going with the Chiefs. Um, Packers Eagles. Aaron Rodgers clearly would want to play spoiler here. Um, but does uh, he though? Does he doesn't. He? he doesn't. He wants to. He definitely wants to. But there's he a, won't. there's definitely a chance. But I'm leaning towards Eagles. So you're saying there's a, a chance. chance? So you're, you're telling me there's a chance? Huh? Uh, it's no. like a couple years ago when UL played Alabama. The the matchup predictor it was like ninety nine like a they they gave him a point seven percent chance of winning and I remember Cajuns fans everywhere so you're telling me there's a chance <laughs> <laughs> no not at all <laughs> not not at all <laughs> I definitely take it Philly on this one yeah yeah I, I think so too um, big week of NFL games as well as college football once again LSU will play on our airways pregame at four. Kickoff set for six. The Cajuns will play at four o'clock tomorrow as well. Let's we actually. We have, I was gonna say. Oh, let, I feel like we still got some time for a couple more games to pick. How about uh? Take, how about Bucks Browns? Bucks. You gonna take the Bucks? See. Yeah. See, and I am too. And now at that point, Bucks have now won three in a row. If they do win on Sunday, and now they're gonna Which, be six and five. And they're going to be hurts. right on. And they're going to be right on track with what I said a few weeks ago. I said, 
now that they had beat the Rams and they had that comeback, and then they also went out to Germany to beat Seattle, they're going to start going on a roll, and that's where you see them starting to separate from the Saints, even if the Saints get a few wins. They still separate from them. They still separate from the Falcons. They still separate from the Panthers, and they end up winning the division by, like, two or three game difference. See, I don't think they win the division. You still think the Saints have a chance, or you're going with Dark Horse Falcons? No, I think the Saints have a chance. Okay. And that's, and that's uh, why you the, and that's why you picked them to beat the Niners. Beat the Niners. I, I think I think the way you saw them play last week, if if they can have any resemblance of that going forward down the back stretch, uh, I think they could make. Now, I mean, I know the Rams are, aren't a great team this year, but you know, any time you can have a performance like that, it builds some confidence. And, and if you can string a couple of those together down the back stretch, you still have to play Tampa one more time. Uh, you still have to play Carolina and Atlanta one more time as well. Uh, I, I think you could make a run at the division. How about Atlanta and Washington? Washington See, is on the, a roll. That was the game. That was the game I was going to bring up. Give me the Commanders, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna. Don't yeah. you do it? Don't you do it? You you buy into that Taylor Heineke hype? <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. I yeah. You do I'm it. A, I'll, I'll I'm gonna take the Commanders in this one because I think this this becomes the final straw. Where they're like, all right, we're done with Mariota. Get in here, Desmond Ritter. Good, good job. Good job. Um, good, I'm good try- choice. Trying to look at any other games that are kind of really worth. We can go with we can go with the Piss Bowl, Bears Jets. The Bears Jets. Ugh. Yeah. Oh my God. That's and, and especially if Justin Fields doesn't play. Yeah. Ugh. Mike White lighted up for four hundred again. Uh. I think they're. I think they're gonna both both lose. That's. I, I think. Well, I mean, I know that that is completely impossible. Um, um, want to try again? If Justin Fields plays, give me the Bears. If Justin Fields doesn't play, I think the Jets squeak one out. Give me the Jets either way. Interesting. Interesting. The- All right. I like it. I love it, and I want some more of it. Just like some more, hey. le- just just like some more Thanksgiving leftovers. Oh man, I'm so ready to go home and just stuff my face. It's <laughs> gonna be fantastic. Take a time out. Wrap up today's show after this right here on the game Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. From the Louisiana Raging Cajuns to the latest with the New Orleans Saints and Pelicans. Miguez and Mesh cover it all. I'm not worried. Uh, I think it's something that I can get under control. Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Wrapping up here on Crunch Time, Matt Miguez, James Mesh. It's 55 after the hour. Missouri has taken down Arkansas 29-27. to They now have six wins and will be bowl eligible. There's now 76 bowl eligible teams. James, there are still 12 teams eligible for a bowl spot, but only six bowl spots remain. It's going to be interesting the rest of this stretch. Yeah, you know, you've got 12 teams still vying for bowl eligibility. And again, like I said, only six spots for six win teams available. So if you have more than, you know, this was an issue a couple weeks ago that people started to talk about. If you've got more six-win teams than there are bowl spots, I mean, might might become a little unfortunate 
mean, it might get to the point where a 6-6 six and six team might not make a bowl game. I was going to say, we, we may see a couple of those instead of seeing a couple of five-win teams get into the bowls. Yep. Yeah, Complete, so completely opposite from what we had thought a couple of weeks ago. Right, and, and even earlier this week. Um, so definitely looking forward to seeing how that plays out tomorrow. Great high school football coming up tonight. James, give us a quick recap of what's coming up on the post on the prep report post pregame show. So the pregame show, we're gonna break down last week's scores, kind of get you ready for what's gonna happen this week. Got with you earlier today to talk about the uh, talk about Southside's game tonight, as well as. Get an in-depth look for the St. Landry Parish game of the week with Mr. Chad Jones. Don't miss any of that. It's coming up right next after we get off the air here in about 35 seconds. I want to take this opportunity to thank Corey Diaz and Jake Crane for joining us today. James, appreciate everything you do. For James Mesh, I'm Matt Miguez. Be safe, be well. Hug your mom and them. Have a hell of a weekend of whatever you may be doing. Enjoy the Thanksgiving leftovers. And we will talk to you on Monday, same time, same station, here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, in your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. The game's prep report pregame show is next.